Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concept and Chad of Chad's Custom Creations. What's going on, boys? Hi. Merry, happy holidays, everyone. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. The whole, the whole fun. What's going on, guys? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I, I guess we should start with this being released on Christmas morning. So... You're probably listening to this after Christmas. <laughs> so, um, Merry Christmas anyway. Yeah. And now, if not, if you are listening to it on Christmas, we're happy to step in and be that family for you on Christmas morning. Welcome to the show. Now, I thought we'd start this episode off with a segment that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it always happens naturally. And it's, it's thanks to the fact that we all live in different locations. So, we got Tony in Canada, Keith in New Jersey, and me in Georgia. So I want to call this Crossing Borders, and here's the question. Tony. Oh, God. Why is it called Boxing Day, and what is it? Uh, what was the explanation I got as a kid? I never really – it just seems to be a day that everybody goes shopping after Christmas. There's always Boxing Day and Boxing Week sales. Oh, so it's but after it Christmas. Kind of- but it was kind of a, yeah, it's always a 26. Okay. And boxing, might... well, how was it explained? I'd, it's more like it's the day you box up everything and put it away for the year. <laughs> like, yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I don't really have a good answer for that one. That's okay. It's, it's That's... just always been an extra kind of holiday. And then we've got the U.S. had kind of like the Black Friday sales. We have Boxing Week, but Black Friday's moved up here now too. Twice the sales then. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that that was good. I'm, I'm glad you clarified that it's on the 26th. I don't know why I thought it was on the 25th. I thought you didn't have Christmas. I thought you called it Boxing Day. So this was valuable to me. I appreciate it. Okay. Just as long as I brought value to you, that's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> to Chad <laughs> and only Chad, the rest of the world knows Boxing Geek Day is the day after Christmas. Uh, it originated as a holiday to give gifts to the poor. Oh. Boxing Day is primarily known as a shopping holiday. It originated in the United Kingdom and is celebrated in a number of countries that previously formed part of the British Empire. Boxing Day is on the 26th December, although the attached bank holiday or public holiday may take place on a different day. Thank you, Google. There you go. <laughs> I've never, like I say, I've never looked into it. I just, I knew it was a holiday. So that was our segment, Crossing Borders. Thank you, Chad. You're welcome. <laughs> Hopefully, if you continue this weird segment of yours, you better have a <laughs> question with the right with the right info. I don't know if I'm asking the right Canadian. That's the problem. <laughs> Easy. Hey, hey! Are you insulting my intelligence. I think you might be a little too close to America, is what I'm saying. You've never really looked at a map of Canada, have you? Uh, if you actually look at everything. We're all, everything's down on the border. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's, it's like 90%, 95% of Canada lives within 30 miles of the U.S. border. Oh, that makes sense because it's that, could be the wrong, that could be the wrong amount of miles, but it's, yeah. So a large part of Canada is uninhabited? Is that what we're yes. saying? Gotcha. Yes. Okay. You get, you get into what they call a Canadian shield and it's just rock and low, low growing trees and it's not. It's not hospitable. Gotcha. So I've seen a map of Canada before, but I I didn't see where the population was. It's big. 
but it does make sense that you don't want to go too far north or into those mountains, rocks. How much bigger than America is it? It's, it all right, it's bigger than the landmass of America. Yeah, I think I think we I think we're still the second largest landmass, like um, as far as countries go. I think Russia is the only one bigger still, even though they've lost like twenty little countries off of them. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's geography for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, what have you been working on? Um, well, I got a few little j- odds and ends finished up in the shop there. I've been making some fire pokers and stuff for a couple guys from work. Um, made a – started a like a ball punch for uh, – remember when we were making the uh, bottle openers at – Maker camp, I'm, or I made one and I use a little ball punch and it puts a little detent in. Right. I just, I just made a, a punch similar size to make that because I want to try and start making some different openers instead of just the uh, railroad spike ones that I've done. So, but then the big thing in the forge this week has been um, I reached out to a fella, um, his Dark Star Forge, I believe his first name's Scott. Um, he builds uh, ribbon burners or ribbon burner forges similar to what uh, I built myself. But I've been running into uh, some issues with, like when I go on a long run with the forge, I'll get a, a, a pop sound and then my flame becomes unstable and just makes, I shut it down the second it happens. <laughs> it's only happened a few times, but I was kind of, I reached out to somebody that had a little bit more experience with what was, uh, what could be going on with it. So anyways, I reached out to him just out of the blue, like I've never talked to him before. And it's kind of the nice thing about this community is that you can reach out to people and they'll respond. And, uh, he's very, very good with, with me. He gave me lots of information over about a two day span. And, uh, I went from, um, having a, what I thought was an efficient forge and realizing that it's not as efficient as I thought, but then being able to make it efficient and run, run a lot smoother for a longer period, periods of time now. So it'll be uh, good in the end. A while back you had said you were getting, what was it? 20 hours out of a 30 pound tank or whatever. Do you think with this guy, dark state forge will be increasing that too? <laughs> Uh, I think so. Um, right now I was able to get, I was able to get the same kind of heat I was getting before with, uh, with a lesser gas pressure. So what was happening was I didn't have, I wasn't putting enough air into the firebox. So when I'd light the forge, the, the little flame would be sitting up close to the, to the, to the burner. And then what was happening is, is that over time, um, the propane builds up in that area and then you get a small detonation. It's not, well, it can be dangerous, but it's not, it it just, it snuffs out the flame for a second. And then the flame ends up coming out, like pushing out of the, out of the, uh, forge. So it's, it's a little scary when it happens. And, um, it's part of the risks of, owning and operating a forge too. So, but anyways, I, uh, so what I'm doing now is I, I cut back my air to light it 
so that I get my fire going first. And then as I, as it warms up, I start to put more and more air in so that the, the, uh, flames are actually pushing down and they're actually separated from the burner. So it, how's that work? Uh, well, you're just putting more air in so that you have, it's burning as much of the propane that you're putting into the firebox as possible. So you, then you're also not building up any excess propane elsewhere in the forge. Got it. So the way he described it to me was that you push as much air down so that you want the flame to be actually hitting the floor and then like curving up and licking the walls. Okay. So it's, uh, so it's kind of weird because for me as a, as an, as operations in an oil refinery, it's exactly what we don't want in a fire, in a firebox on a furnace. So it's, yeah. I'm kind of relearning something that I would like, if I saw that when I opened up a, a furnace to look in at, at work, I'd lose my mind. Cause it's, that's for us, for an industrial setting with the variables that we have, it's a very dangerous situation. It's a much larger apparatus as well. Like our furnaces are the size of a house. So they're, it's much different and it, it, but then you come into the small forges, you want that, you want that kind of scenario so that you're burning as much, uh, propane and everything when it's in there. So it's, uh, so it's been, a, it's been a learning experience just trying to figure out how to, how to get it, uh, get it a little bit better and actually run a bit safer because of, because of putting more air in. That sounds really cool. I'm going to need to see a video of this, Tony. <laughs> It's weird that uh, more air, more fire is safer, but I guess it makes sense so that you don't have to build up pockets. Yeah, that's that's what that's what makes it safer. It's um, well, that's why I say when you first light it. If I were to try and put as much air as I put in once the once I'm up to temp, if I tried to light my forge with that same amount of air, it it pushes the fire right out of the forge. Like it will barely stay lit. So I have to get the the refractor and everything warm before it will really stay before the flame stays where you want it and stays lit. So I have to put the air to it gradually as it heats up. So it's one of those things that you, you tweak it as it, as it, as you warm up. So it's not a, it's not a set and forget kind of thing. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been an interesting, interesting couple of days. <laughs> Is that going to lead you to a a, a bunch of um, experimentation with the blower and? Or yeah, and that's pretty what it much... led to. No, it's it's definitely going to lead to uh, some experimenting. Because um, I talked to him on this is Wednesday. I talked to him Monday. I went into the forge on Tuesday, and I I actually went in two separate times during the day, and I I experimented on both both fire both times I fired it, and it's there's still going to be a learning curve to this new procedure. So it'll take some time to figure it out. And I'm seeing now that I, I've got enough, like I, I think I have enough blower and enough gas that I can really, I can get to a forge weld temp with less, with less gas, with less pressure. That's good, right? Yeah. Cause I'm getting more with the, with more air, I'm getting better combustion inside the, inside the forge so it's giving me the uh so that's giving me better yeah it's just giving me more efficiency over over the long run i guess 
What are you working on, Chad? Well, I think we talked a little bit about the lift top benches. They are very close. It's a it's a pair. So I did build the first one, and then the second one went much quicker. Got that one ready, and now I'm just for the past two days I've been doing prep work, sanding them, filling holes, um, putting in all the plugs where the screws are going through. Just getting it real smooth. The client did decide to do a color change on me, and it's a good thing. They went from white to a color that they found called Little Black Dress. It's a very, very dark navy blue color with a little bit of gray in it. And I'm excited for the color change because (laughs) if you're working with pine... It doesn't sound like a Little Black Dress. Yeah, what what is going on with this color? Do do colors ever make sense? I don't know. Yeah, Uh, so... There's that, but what's good about that is if you're using white paint on pine, you need to be very cautious of um, any knots or any areas that have a uh, high content of like sapwood, basically, because yeah, you can go ahead and paint it white, but what will happen like within a month is that sap and oil will start to seep through the white if you don't treat it correctly. So if I was going to do the white, what you want to do is spray it with shellac first, all those areas. And make sure Shouldn't to do you it. do that even with the color you're going? Mm-hmm. Why? Seal the wood up. Pine well, is pine. It's going to be sappy regardless. I mean, it's going to have that pitch and yeah, that, that wouldn't that leak through anyways? Whether plus, it's white it, or not? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to use a lot less paint if you shellac it first? Well, then I'm using a bunch of shellac, which costs more. Yeah, but shellac dries. And how much shellac are you putting on? If I want to coat the whole thing, it'd probably take, well, both of them would probably take a gallon, I would assume. These are big. They're 76 inches long, 21 <laughs> I mean, inches I saw, I saw a photo you posted today. They're huge. They don't fit in my shop hardly. That That's not a gallon's worth of, how much paint you putting on this thing? Uh, I told the client I may need two gallons, but I went and bought one, and I think I'm going to get away with just one, and hopefully so. But we'll see. I don't know. I've... I've never had issues with dark pigments on pine before. I mean, yeah, the pigment would probably seep through, but it would only show up on white in my experience. I mean, do you, have you guys experienced differently? I, I, I don't paint much pine, so no, I can't say that I have had any of these things. I was just saying, I'm just going off of what you said where it seeps through, and that makes sense to me. Yeah. I see it because I have seen white painted pine where it's all discolored. Yeah. It just looks dirty. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm saying the trick for that is spray those spots with shellac and then you can paint it with white and you won't have an issue. You don't have to paint the entire thing with shellac, just the knots, just the areas. Really, I think it is just the knots, honestly. Yeah. So wherever the branches I feel are. like you could put down a thin coat of shellac th- over the whole thing, over both of them and not even be close to a gallon. You could, but I don't need to. I'm using little black dress. <laughs> okay. That's it's this navy blue and gray. <laughs> <laughs> dark, really dark navy blue gray. That's what it looks like to me. That's what I'm working on. What about you, Keith? I um before I start that, I want to thank our, our sponsor, Sabretooth, who if you use code WH at Sabretooth Tools, is a Saber uh, for Sabretooth Tools, you can get 10% off any of your carving bits. But I started carving again and I was making a bowl, a walnut bowl. Hand carved walnut bowl, power carving. Nice. Uh, so I was using my saber tooth discs so far, but yeah, so it's been fun. I never, never carved a bowl before, so pretty cool. I only roughed it out so far, and then I ran out of, I ran out. I do it outside. 
I couldn't feel my fingers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped. Is this going to be a gift for somebody? Are they receiving it today? Uh, I don't know yet. If I finish <laughs> it in time. Well, it works out well if, if you talk about it now. So, surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't care. I mean, <laughs> it would just be like one of those uh, white elephant type exchanges on Christmas Eve. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If I finish it in time, I'm not in a rush to do it. Uh, but it it's my first one, and it's going to be a rough-looking bowl. <laughs> so, Well, I think that's the cool thing about hand carving is, you know, even if it doesn't come out perfectly smooth, you can kind of dive into that kind of rough look, that textured look sometimes looks really neat if you do it intentionally. Yeah, well, I had these boards of walnut I got, I don't know, four years ago. Uh, they would have been perfect floating shelves and then uh, they're air dried. I dried them and I just, I, I didn't want the live edge look for a shelf. So I have no use for these boards. So I figured I'd chop them up, make bowls or whatever out of them. And, uh, there's a lot of sap wood cause it wasn't a very large trunk. I guess you'd say, I'd say max, it was maybe 10 inches, but these are not the widest part of that log there were so there may be eight inches wide at the widest part so there's a lot of sap wood in them and the sap wood is just it's just punky I'm a, it feels punky you mm. know mm. so i always like the contrast between on walnut with that the real oh, me too and i was like oh this is going to be awesome as a bowl because the outside would be white and it'd get rich and dark on the inside and no it was too punky. Like I touched it with the, with, 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 with the carving burn, and it just like pretty much disappeared, disintegrated into dust. So, uh, I had to get rid of all that. So it went a little smaller than I thought it would be. And then, um, but yeah, it's kind of like a lima bean, lima bean shape, but I may round out the one part of the lima bean just so it's like an oval, like a organic shaped oval. Oh, okay. That's not going to be pretty at all. It's going to be ugly, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I uh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's more of an experiment. I have enough of this air-dried walnut that I can do it. I could probably make, I don't know, five to seven of these bowls, you know? Nice. And they're probably, so it's, it's an oval, but I would say it's about 10 inches long, you know, 10 by maybe... Well, now that I get rid of all the sapwood, maybe 10 by six or so. so yeah. I don't know. I'm going to keep walnuts in it, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> of course. Yeah, I get it. I I still have a project here to do that uh, I just haven't. I should start it, but I haven't yet. I got a t- that table I've been talking about with the birch cookie that I have. It's like 44. You mean you're going to work with wood? When did it, you it, talk about this? I don't remember. I oh, I'm like episode three. Yeah. It's like, way, well, then way we back. need a recap. Cause I don't remember you talking about this. Oh, all this, it's a, it's a yellow birch cookie that I have for, uh, for, uh, who'd you get that table. cookie from? Who'd you get the cookie from? <laughs> it was my buddy, Nick, uh, the NB wood finery. Oh, so, he's one of our patrons. Yes, he is. Yeah, so, I know that you got it from him, from him, not from you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He talks to everybody, does he? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I saw he had done something with one of those cookies, and I commented, and I said, that is amazing. 
I wish I had something like that. And he goes, your boy Tony does. <laughs> so that's how I knew you had it. Yeah. So that the one that, if you go look at his uh, Instagram, the uh, the one that he did is the little sister to the one I have. The one I have is bigger. Wow. I can't believe you're going to work with wood. It happens. It's just not common. <laughs> so what's your plan for this table? <laughs> Uh, it's just going to be a, a, not a dining room table. Jeez. It'd be, <laughs> be small. Coffee. Uh, just a coffee table. Very cool. Idea. Probably just, yeah, just sand it down get it smooth. And then I won't get a router sled out or anything like that, but I'll, I'll get it smooth enough and then put some legs on her and away we go. Pretty simple. Does your boy have a router sled? Just go over his place and get it done. Oh. I'm sure he's yeah he's he's got all that stuff so he's got everything else. He did Hell, his bandsaw. Nice you could turn that thing up on end and just <laughs> run right to his bandsaw. Yeah, he's got he's got quite a monster there. So, well, we'll see. I might be I might be using him for our uh, our make what you fear challenge. So we'll see. I thought that's what this was. That's why I keep doing what you guys can't see because this is an audio podcast. But as he said he was going to work on wood, I kept doing the tee up, swing it away. To make what you fear, what is that? We haven't talked about that here. No, we haven't. We talked about with the patrons last week, and they seem, from what I got for responses, seems like everybody's on board with it. All right. So we haven't thought of any dates or anything yet, but what we're thinking in the new year is to do a kind of a mixed medium kind of idea. So the make what you fear idea is that you make something out of a medium that you're not used to working in or something that you're not comfortable working in. Just kind of try to get people out of their, out of their comfort zone kind of idea. The idea is if, if you're going to submit a project for this and you start using the hashtag make what you fear and you're making something out of wood and I go to your page and everything else is made out of wood, that that's not going to work. Exactly. So no lasers <laughs> for me. No, but if you want to try some woodworking, Chad, I, I, I would allow that. <laughs> oh, oh, touche, touche. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, no. But um, are we judging this competition? And prizes, yeah. or what do we? What's the plan? We will work on. We will have a prize. Yes. Okay. And it'll be us as the three judges, or we want to get the community in on that, or are we afraid that's going to become a popularity? I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to do it by likes because we could have a new up and comer join, and uh, yeah, no, I don't want it to be a popularity contest. So keep it simple. Yeah, I that's like fair. that. It's the three of us. We can vote. You can, if you can't decide who between two, ask your wife. Let her decide. But uh, we'll keep it within. <laughs> we'll keep it within. No, I just mean like if you have two out of the hundreds that we're going to have mm-hmm. of submissions. If there's two you can't choose from, have somebody within your personal inner circle break that tie, yeah. and then that's who you choose. And then the three of us will convene and figure it out from there. How's that sound? That sounds good. Yeah. And time frame, once we get it officially started, you're thinking three months, enough time to get everyone. I think three months, maybe four, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think that's fair because some people might look into getting tools that they don't currently have. So they might need time to get those tools in, maybe get a little practice in before they start working on their final or product. skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole point is to broaden your skills. So just because you don't have the tool doesn't mean you even have the skill to use that tool. So yeah, if exactly. we say, 
So there's a, another another challenge out there that only goes for two months. And to me, and there's some that only go two weeks. Like they, they say, oh, there's a challenge coming. And then they put it out there and you have two weeks to do it. Well, that's all fine and good for people who are in the shop all day. But for people like me who have a day job, I I could get maybe maybe an hour in two weeks free. Yep. Um, if it's a two-month thing, I may only have one day to do it, in which case I, I have to pull out a banger in one day to be able to have a shot at competition. So if we do a four-month thing, it allows you the time to figure out what you want to do and it allows us time to build it up, you know, to people. There may be the guy who comes in at the last minute in the last week and crushes it, but you know, yeah, and it'll give us happens. it'll give us time to kind of monitor what people are doing if they want to kind of post about it throughout the four or three months. They could maybe use the hashtag "Make What You Fear." Has anyone checked yeah. to see if that's used? Maybe "Make What You Fear" twenty twenty two. Nope, "Make What You Fear" is open. Oh, that's awesome! That's a great one. I want to hurry up and post um, "Make What You Fear." just with our logo on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do that now in a second. But um, <laughs> And the three of us will go ahead and follow that hashtag. So anytime someone posts something on that, we'll see it in our feeds and we'll get to keep up with what everyone's making. Yeah, and if you question what you're making as to whether or not the validity of it uh, amounts to something that you do or don't do, just let us know. Because there are listeners who may work in everything. You know, there's a lot. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Chris from Full Steam Designs. Like, is he going to knit? I don't know. <laughs> well, he's one of our patrons who knows about it, and uh, he has uh, material he may start with that he doesn't use already. But wow, yeah, Shocking. yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't have a project yet. He just figured out the material. <laughs> I think but, that's a good place to yeah. start for and a lot of people. I guess you put the caveat there that it doesn't have to be something that you've never worked with, but maybe something yeah. you work a lot less with. So yeah. like that, I guess that would be a good way to clarify it. Yeah. Like for me, I, I'll probably do something in metal just because. Cause you have a forge. <laughs> nope. 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 Uh, um, no, I'm going to do a welding project. Oh, do you get the forge up and running yet? No, no, <laughs> Uh, uh, I think she's going to work on it tomorrow. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so I, I think for me, I am going to work in wood. Woo! Yeah. I've got uh, a bit of a plan, a bit of an item I'm going to build. And uh, I, th- I think the four-month <laughs> timeline is going to be going to be going to be needed. Um, but if I also you, can't, if you I wait also can't the- win. <laughs> we'll put that out there too. I just want to build something. And if you wait till the last day, Tony, we will know. How will you know? Yes. They're not going to know. I'm keeping tabs on you, man. <laughs> keeping tabs. <laughs> I just won't show you anything and all of a sudden it'll be done. Yeah. We can't win, right, Keith? But we will I just, participate. I just said we can't win. And you're muted. <laughs> no, you can't win. But what we could do is we could set up the three of us. We all make our products and then we have our listeners vote on ours to see which one of ours they like best. Oh, I think we should, uh, which I'm a little nervous about if it's a popularity contest. Cause apparently Chad's the, the favorite here. No, but I think we should make it a little bit more interesting. Should we just put some money on this just for, uh, you know, maybe we could donate the winnings to a charity of our choice. What now? 
<laughs> maybe we could each put in money into a pot and the winner takes that and donates it to a charity or something. I think we know a few charities that we could probably donate to. Yeah, there's definitely a few out there for sure. What do you think? A thousand bucks? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep it, you know, in the three digit kind of range. Here comes, <laughs> here come the Jersey ballers. Holy jeez. For real. <laughs> then I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right. We'll come up with a prize or maybe the listeners can come up with a prize for us to do. Um, speaking of Jersey ballers, I've been watching Instagram and I see where Green Street Joinery, didn't they put on some kind of Christmas exchange and weren't you and your wife involved in that? Yes, we were. Tell me about yeah. it. I saw some pretty red tools coming someone's way. Is that right? Yeah, I guess Green Street got the red tools. <laughs> what was it? Even better. Uh, I don't know what it was. It, it was, was a uh, woodpecker, right? Oh yeah, well, I I figured people knew by the red duels, but yeah, it's woodpeckers. They got woodpecker squares. Is that what they're called? Squares, diamond squares. The the two part one. But why do you bring this up? I thought you and your wife were involved in the exchange. I thought you might want to talk about what you what you got and what you exchanged. I can tell you what I got. I got a full set of the Graph Gear One Thousand pencils because <gasps> everybody knows how much I love these pencils. How many? So did I got you the get? full. We got the full gamut. Four. Mm, how many but that brings my total up to like, I don't know, seven of these things? <laughs> Eight of these things? There's still a few days to get something shipped down to me as a Christmas present if you want to, you know. D- oh, did you join me. the exchange? No, I'm telling you right now. Why don't you send me one of your pencils? <laughs> why would I do that? Because it's Christmas. You're a grown adult. You can buy your own pencil. Or you could have joined the Secret Santa put the full set on your wish list and your secret Santa would have sent it to you like mine did. I have no idea who sent them, but <laughs> I am more than happy. Secret? Does it stay secret? Yeah. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Is it ever going to be revealed? I don't know. This is my first time playing. Oh, this is this. There's so many. Uh, so Although many- I will say that my wife got green street and if, Anyone knows Green Street does not speak <laughs> highly of woodpecker tools. So, in being the savage that my wife is, she sent them woodpecker's tools. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. getting from the story. I wasn't quite sure what that was, but I oh, saw the way you brought it up, I didn't around. know if there was a, a red tool question you had, which I wouldn't know the answer to. But uh, yeah, so uh, she sent them two. I don't know what it's called. It's like two triangle squares that join together. And I think they're just called squares, but um, yeah, she sent them to, cause they, that they went in on it together. Oh. And I don't know if anyone saw the posts from green street this week, but they were funny. If you're not following them, you should be. They were a recommendation like five times or early on in the podcast. They also have a podcast, right? Yeah, American Craftsman podcast. It's good. Very good. Yeah. And Jeff Jeff seems to like to ask me questions about blacksmithing for some reason. He thinks I'm a, a decent blacksmith. You are. Uh, I I question his his faith in me. Oh, yeah, I saw where he he was making like a, a leaf or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was yeah. looking really good. He really drew out that metal and got it nice and flat. Or is that called upsetting? 
Nope. Upsetting no. is where you fold it back on itself. Not fold it back on itself, but crush it back on itself. Okay. Yeah. Do you on, not Chad. listen to the Working Hands podcast, Chad? You would know these terms. <laughs> I need a refresher. It's been a while. There's a pretty good podcast that, that, that has guys like from the woodworking realm and the digifab realm like you, and they ask another guy on there who knows stuff from the blacksmith realm. And it kind of goes all over the place, but one of the guys, he never pays attention to anything and doesn't really answer anything. His name is Chad, too. You should check it out. <laughs> so Jeff drew out the metal nice and flat into yeah. a beautiful leaf. Very proud of you, Jeff. You're doing good work. Keep it up. Not bad for a woodworker. Yeah, we'll, teach, for- we'll teach him a few things when he gets to maker camp next year. Yeah. Yeah. And- he may be teaching us things at Maker Camp next year. Oh, definitely. If there's anything to do with woodwork, I'll be I'll be I'll be over, but I'm not gonna know a thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's pretty funny. If you know the Green Street Boys, then you know how funny the gift is of the woodpeckers thing. Well, since this Christmas, are you guys anticipating any gifts under your tree today? <laughs> But you're looking forward to getting? No. Or do you just buy everything you want and your wife is your wife or your girlfriend's left not knowing what to get you? Me and my wife don't, we don't exchange gifts. How does that work? Well, generally, I don't buy anything for her and she doesn't buy anything for me. Pretty simple. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of work at the same. We'll sometimes like come to an agreement that. An agreement that we'll have. Uh, there's something we both want, and we'll just buy it. And then, so that's well, pretty much it. <laughs> that seems to be my wife. Her tradition for me is she knows that my blue jeans have gone through a year of shop time, and they get covered in paint, stain, torn. They're very comfortable at this point. I do enjoy my blue jeans, but I anticipate on Christmas Day a new pair of blue jeans. You get one pair to wear all year. Yeah, I make it work. I don't throw out the old ones that I like. Do they like? Can they stand up on their own? <laughs> the new ones, yeah. <laughs> no, the, I'm thinking uh, the old ones from the stank. <laughs> no, I wash them. I, I have enough pairs to wash, but you know, if we go anywhere nice, it's okay. So good you to have you that do, one pair. You do do basic hygiene, then that's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have a wife anymore. You got to make sure you smell good. <laughs> I am not anticipating a DJI 3, Mavic 3, under the tree. She heard uh, that episode. She made it very clear that was not going to happen. And I don't blame her. I would probably just crash it into the side of my house. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be, uh, wow, that's, that's about 10 times, 8 times more expensive. Painful. Eight times more painful to oh, crash. I that thought one. you were going to say how many drones that's been. Well, I'm <laughs> thinking a- how many minis could I buy for the cost of the the Mavic Three? How many times could your boy have painted the house for the cost of a Mavic Three? One. There you go. <laughs> I wonder if he'd give me a discount since half of the house is painted. What do you think? No, he'd want to repaint the whole thing, probably. Probably, <laughs> and then you're out the out the paint that you put up first. The five gallons that went into my 10 tons of gravel. <laughs> yeah. Good time. When, be, when being cheap costs you money. It's like we're reminiscing about good old times. I wonder, 
If you guys can think about any of our earlier episodes of any moments that stand out to you, that you'd like to reminisce on this Christmas day. Like um, the, the ghost of working hands past. <laughs> what about the first episode when we all got together? Oh. Was, that, was it pretty awkward? I know you guys re-listened to it recently. How was that? I didn't re-listen to the first one because we didn't. Oh, that, that one didn't. Yeah. That one wasn't on the list that we had to re-listen to. Well, how was episode two? Two was fine. It's actually better than I anticipate. It's better than I remembered it being. Yeah, it's one of the funny things because, I mean, we said this all along. Like, oh, yeah, the first few were terrible. And then then they're better after that. And then we <laughs> re listened to the second one. And I was like, this isn't as bad as I remember. I actually think this is pretty good. I mean, our, our, our sound well, quality has obviously improved. Um those first few that editor was terrible, but now we're pretty good. Yeah, we whipped them. We whip, we whipped them into shape. <laughs> now we got a new editor after episode what four? I think I didn't think you edited any. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the first two or three. I'll have to look back. I thought I thought you tried, but it was it was a struggle. No, I, got so I came in and couple. helped. <laughs> no, I got through a couple. Okay. And then there was one day I couldn't do it. And you're like, I'll do it. And then you're like, I got it done in no time. <laughs> What's your problem? I'm like, okay, it's your problem now. <laughs> I fell for your trap. You Tom Sawyered me, Keith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Painting's fun. <laughs> no, painting's not fun. That's why my house isn't finished. Ugh. I don't mind painting. Up on ladders. The latter part's fine. It's the bending over when you got to paint like the baseboards or the trim on the bottom. That's where I don't like it. Oh, the cutting in stuff? I don't mind cutting in above my head, but when you're either on the ground trying to cut in and you get that awkward arm like on the ground or where you're bent over trying to get it and all the blood rushes to your head, that I don't like. Yeah, I found out recently that the, the whole taping up all your edges and everything really isn't worth the time. If you just really take the time to learn how to cut in your, your corners, it, for one, it, the tape you can't really rely on, especially if your surfaces aren't smooth. I tried it on the shed and I was getting a lot of bleed out and I was like, well, I'm going to have to go back anyways and fix these, these issues where it bled through. So I just started cutting in by hand and I was sl- really slow at first, but I started to pick up speed and you get at some angles where you need to do it with your left hand as well. And it was working out. So I am pro, don't tape it, just Get a good brush, look at where your paintbrush is and follow that edge. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be that good of a brush. I find when I've done it, I hate doing it, but when I have done it, it's uh, just get a decent like two inch brush and you can usually cut in just fine. I, yeah. I don't use tape. I don't, I don't like tape. Tape's not for me. We agree on something. Yeah, it's about time. Let's, let's, mark, let's I, mark that down. But what's funny is I learned the hard way. I bought the tape. I tried the tape. Didn't like the tape. But we got off topic here. I don't know how. But Wait, we had a topic? <laughs> well, you just asked a good question and none of us answered because we got into editing and then somehow we got onto painting. Oh, sorry. But what what was your favorite moment of, of WHB past? Jeez. Oh, I feel like we should pull up our, our actually it's called well, river forge <laughs> oh you like that huh no but it, it has proved to be quite funny yeah uh, maybe let's we should let's add some staying power 
should we recap what that is for anyone that has no idea what we're talking about? Sure. Just let it be. All right. Well, Tony got a rivet forge. He was talking about the rivet forge. Keith asked a question. Tony told him exactly what a rivet forge was. While Tony was talking, I was Googling what a rivet forge was. And I said, I I was rudely interrupted Tony as he was finishing his sentence. I said, well, actually, a rivet forge is what the shipbuilders used to use to make the rivets for the ships. And Tony's like, yeah, that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that recalling look, about right? Look, yeah. And the look on Keith's face was pretty, uh, pretty priceless. He's like, it was the WTF moment for sure. <laughs> if you guys want to hear any of the WTF moments, please join the after show. Yeah, they get they get worse. <laughs> so, speaking of our after show, Tony, yeah, I figure now is a good time on Christmas that we thank our patrons. Yes, and today we've decided to uh, shout out all of our patrons, all eighteen, I believe. So, let's get this going. <laughs> so, um, we have. Chad's custom creations. Funny. <laughs> and these are chronological, right? Yeah, they're chronological. So then um, we have NB Woodfinery, Brian Dirt. Why can't I say? Now I can't even say your last name, Keith. Drennan. <laughs> Drennan. Brian That's- Drennan. I'm terrible with saying names. Then you put, you give me this one. Uh, uh, David Beckwith Makes. Lillian Archer Photography, Brooke Denny Dodell. Dowdell. Doubt. Oh, oh, split Dow. it right down the middle. Right. Oh. You're doing great, Tony. What You're a almost terrible there. last name. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> that doesn't just affect me now. Uh, so, and then we have uh, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. That's an easy name. Uh, J.M. Sullivan Woodworks. Artigino Sario, Green Street Joinery, Matt Indrizzi. Let's get that one right. Yeah, you got that right. Okay. Uh, then we got Two Manny Mistakes, uh, Uncle Sam Metalwork, um, Rob DeMarco, Eastpoke Studios, Danielle Smith Christian, uh, Twisted Twine Woodworking. And the last one is uh, Maritime Knife Supply. And it's Danelle Smith. Is that correct? Not Daniel. Danelle. Danelle? Danelle. It's pronounced Danelle. See, I'm the worst person for this. but That's why we make you do it. It kind of makes it fun at the same time. I'm okay with it. I'll I'll live with my mistakes. Everyone. If you want, you can trade with Chad for... Uh, 2022, and you could do all the horrible transitions. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll take that trade. No, 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 I think I'll, I think I'll do this. So, but I, as you were reading that, I was thinking about different other moments from WHP past. Uh, since it's Christmas, we'll do that. Well, what's it? The three ghosts, past, present, future. Yeah, sounds right. So, uh, the hatch made it review one of my, yes. Favorites. Yes. Yeah. That was a good one. Should I edit that in? Have right you here? seen not now that it's Christmas? Have you seen what he's building? What he built? Yes. yes by now the harp for the his harp? wife. So cool. Oh man. 
Yeah. I can't wait to hear it played. I can't wait. Yeah, I sent him a message. I said, hey, when your wife gets that, be sure to take a video of that and post it up here because we want to see it. It's amazing. Yeah, I saw that. He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to build a harp for my wife. Yeah, like a week ago, he decided, <laughs> I'm going to build a harp for my wife for Christmas. And he's doing it. He's almost done. Yeah, anyone not following Hatch made it. Go check him out. I equate him to that guy from the Dos Equis commercials, the most interesting man. <laughs> this guy is a pilot. He's a woodworker. He's making hard. I, he does everything. He's freeze drying food. It's He's a pilot? Yeah. He was flying in a plane one time. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's no, I, I thought that's he just I, went up with his kid. I didn't realize he was a pilot. I think he was flying. This is what when was, I started calling him that. It was only the two of them in the plane. Maybe the kid was flying. (laughs) No, the kid's a pilot. (laughs) Yeah. But if you're not following him, go check him out. Hatch made it. He's worth a follow. He's doing something different every day. Have you ever been up on one of those little planes? No. No. My brother Brian's a pilot like that, and I went up with him, and it's freaky and awesome all at the same time. I got to go back up soon. I imagine. It's fun. Probably, looking back, one of my favorite episodes would be... The episode with Chris from Full Steam Design. Oh, that was one of mine, too. Yeah. Tony, was that your favorite, too? You weren't even there, Chad. That's why it was my favorite. That's why it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I would go back to the uh, favorite episode. Would uh, It was a lot of fun. It was the one that we did at Maker Camp. That would be mine. Oh, yeah. yeah that was a lot of fun. Chad, Chad in his setup trying to figure out what was going on with the mic. That was. <laughs> I don't think that so made it we into spent, the recording. No, it didn't. We spent no. we spent maybe twenty minutes in the room trying to figure out why Chad's laptop wasn't working because we brought Tony's fan. Tony has a fancy mic, and <laughs> and Tony brings it crossing borders. <laughs> we set it up. It's a beautiful mic. You spend the most money out of any of us on a microphone. And Chad can't get it to work on his computer. He won't listen to us about anything. Not that we were right, but he's like, no, no, no. Let me try this. Let me try that. And Chad's voice sounded perfect every time. Then you go back to the laptop, try a couple different settings, type it away, try that again. Chad would sound perfect every time. Chad, what what was wrong with, with, with the microphone? We had the wrong mic selected on my computer. Let me re- no, no, that Forget wasn't that. we. Let me rephrase you. that. Yeah. <laughs> Chad never chose the external mic option. What's so funny is we were all like, we contemplating had a good, our we had voice a good laugh about it. We were all sitting there like, well, yeah, Chad's voice does project really loud, but I mean, I don't understand. Like, I can't even hear myself talking over here. You were saying that. Yeah. And then my mic, you can self monitor with. Yeah. So I had the earbuds in and i can hear every i can hear everything in the room and everything sounds great like, i don't know what's going on it's working it's it's get, the sound is going to the mic <laughs> like, anyways but you know what we learned a lot through that now every time before we record we check our mics and it's paid off ever since we do yeah. check every time the old tappy tap we do that for you listeners you're welcome that's so. my christmas present to all of you do we have good audio? Like, do the listeners think it's good audio? I wonder. Let us know. Send us a DM. If it's yeah. good, leave a five-star review telling us how good it is. If it's bad, leave a five-star review and tell us how bad it is. 
<laughs> Regardless, make sure it's five stars so I will hear the review. Because Keith, did we read it last week? I thought you had a. Oh, we read it last yeah, week, read didn't it. we? Okay. So no <laughs> new reviews this week. That means we need some. So anyone with an Apple iTunes account, check out the Working Hands podcast. And even if you don't really have anything nice to say, go on there and say something because it's fun to read here on the show. So what about uh, since you started us down this path thing and it's Christmas, what about the uh, present? You got any present stuff you want to talk about WHP wise? What do you mean? Like present under the tree or present as in time? Do you know Christmas Carol where there's the past present and then the future? Yeah. With like Scrooge McDuck. I've seen that. <laughs> we don't have to do it since you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. Well, Tony, you go first and maybe I'll catch on. No, I. it's just you wanted to go over the old episodes. I, I figured we'd just go ahead and then go. We already did a future where we're doing the. But the, how do I talk about us in the present? I don't know. That's, That's why what I, we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not I'm not having a good time today. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's a present question for you. How long do you guys... Or, even if you do decorate, how long do you leave up your decorations? Until I don't want them up anymore. All right. <laughs> the honest answer is, is is when my wife puts it all away. Whew. You don't help I, her with that. I do. But, you know, she's the deciding factor. Oh, I got you. Yeah. You could give a care whether it stays up or not all year long. Right. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I don't mind the Christmas decor. I mean, I don't want them up all year round, but they don't bother me. And we got a live tree, so it smells good in our house right now. Oh, that's cool. I have yeah. a candle. No. No, you don't want to light a candle near a dry Christmas tree. No. He just has a candle. I have a candle that smells like a Christmas oh, yeah. tree. I thought you told me to light a candle. I was. I know safety <laughs> protocol, Chad. <laughs> okay, good. Not... That's right. You are Keith, Safe, safety safe, officer. Safety officer, yeah, why do you? Why'd you start calling me safety officer? This is our safety episode. You were our safety guy. I don't remember that. Well, you have to listen to it at not three and a half times speed so you can catch all the things that you say. I I don't know. I listen to ours at two and a half times speed. Yeah. We save our Christmas tree for the 4th of July. Not the 4th of July. New Year's Day. Because we don't (laughs) buy fireworks. We don't really like fireworks. They're too loud. They scare the dogs. We take the Christmas tree outside to the burn barrel and light it up, and that's our fireworks show. Sorry, it's probably not what everyone does with their Christmas tree, but... So you leave it up to the 4th of July? No, I'm sorry, I missaid. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Bringing in he the did, New Year. He did say 4th of July, right, Tony? He I did, did. He did, and then he corrected himself. It's another day with fireworks. Mm, no. Yeah, so ours is... We have a, a fake tree. And uh, it usually stays up. And the same thing for us is the deciding factor is is Lil. So she, when she decides to come down, it's usually like the like January second kind of idea. Mm-hmm. It comes down because I mean it's a fa- it's a fake tree. I don't have to worry about it burning up. It, that'll burn too, though, if you ever do decide. It probably melt more than burn. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what species of tree do you guys get down there for Christmas? I think it's a Douglas fir. It's what they sell a lot around here. I think mine are uh, Home Depot specials, whatever brand the Home Depot brand is. A fake tree? 
A fake tree, yeah. <laughs> How many trees do you put up? We have two. One's fake, one's real. Wife's the deciding factor on that. We have one tree with very sentimental ornaments on. So each year we pick something out and put it on that tree. And then our real tree is the pretty tree. So it gets all the, the color coordinated ornaments. <laughs> so you do almost like a Charlie Brown tree and a, a pretty tree. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. One with Dark. ornaments so heavy that they can't hold, <laughs> can barely hold them up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably have to upgrade that sentimental tree at some point because it's starting to get overweight already. Yeah, I, we do two trees, but uh, I don't, I don't decorate one of them. You got like a his and hers tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing Keith's tree is the one that doesn't get decorated. <laughs> You're 100 percent correct. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Just a tree over in the corner. That's Keith, my tree. Did you bring out your tree? Yes, I brought out my tree. No, uh, my wife puts up the one in the living room. <laughs> she decorates it all nice. She tries. To, she always tells me, "Why don't you help?" And I, I'll, I'll put what I put uh, on a tree. It's in the wrong for spot. Decorating, and it's in the wrong spot. Yeah. Every one of them. Everyone. So uh, easier just, just to hand it to her. Yeah. So uh, the tree I, I do is like in the front window above, like you know, when you come in the house, Tony. Yeah. That window above the door. I put a tree up there. Oh, way up on the on the second yeah. store. Yeah, so I'm not decorating that one. <laughs> nice. No, we just do the single tree, um, and maybe a few lights here and there, but that's that's about it. I'm, well, for me, it's different because I, I where I work shift Christmas isn't quite as important to me. Not the day itself. I just I just enjoy uh, getting family together. That's the biggest thing for me. So if we celebrated today wouldn't care or if we did it on the middle of next week into like 27th 28th it really wouldn't matter to me shift work kind of does that to you <laughs> kind of forget what day it is sometimes so not to bring us down but that was <laughs> i think that's a good meaning of christmas there is when you get to be with your family and this year it's gonna be a little strange because um my sister and brother-in-law they already know that they're not going to be able to be there on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. They have to work a late shift. And just want you guys to know, I'm thinking about you and we we missed you. But we'll, we'll hang out on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. When you burn an old Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing Marcus. the Christmas tree. Speaking of them, they also got a sawmill recently. And they are telling me, bring all my lumber out there. They want to, they want to saw it up. If they, are- they do it on their mill. That does not that mean does you not win the count. bet. What if I do it on no. their mill? Because that's not what we bet on. We bet on the fact that you were not going to do those with your Alaskan sawmill. Did you find the bet? I need a recording. I need you to send me a screen recording. No, I know we bet. I don't know when I don't, we bet. I don't, we made I don't believe bet it. At Maker we didn't Camp. bet. We didn't bet. All right. You can hedge on this too. It's fine. <laughs> I'm scared because you probably bet $1,000, you Jersey boy. That's, if I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet. It was at least 100 bucks. <laughs> I think that's too rich for Chad. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't specify how I had to mill up the lumber. Yeah, I mean, we did. Isn't the whole, firewood the, lumber? No, I'm pretty sure the whole no. conversation was the, was the chainsaw mill. Yeah. Well, I can use my chainsaw mill and just turn <laughs> each one into a cant. And <laughs> now a cant is just taking the round log and making it square. 
on all four sides. So I could probably pull that off. All right. Well, you're not going to do it, so it doesn't matter. I win. <laughs> no, he's just going to take a chainsaw and run it down all four sides, not have it square or nothing, just rip the no. bark off. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to He's not going to mill it in the traditional sense of milling, which is not doing the bet. So that's like... You know, you have flat sawn, you have riff sawn, and then you have chad sawn. <laughs> We're going to get chad sawn this time around. Oh, man. Those poor, those poor logs. Circumstances have changed. I didn't, I didn't know I'd be leaving this land. Doesn't this matter what circumstances change or not change. You can take them with. If you're going to move everything, you can just take it with you, and then you have all that space. You can set up and mill them. Valid. <laughs> you know we're right. You just can't. <laughs> no, I agree. You are right. That is probably what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to pick out the logs that I like. I'm going to load them up into my truck and trailer and take them out to my brother-in-law and sister's house. And uh I'm going to check out their sawmill. They were telling me they they used it already and the boards were coming out smooth. Like you know how rough sawn looks, right? Like bumpy, you see the bandsaw blade kind of bouncing around on the log. They said it's coming out smooth. And I'm I'm excited to go see how that looks. Hmm. Probably until it until it catches a few uh, few rocks or nails, you'll. Yeah, I was asking him <laughs> if they hit a nail or a bullet Wait, or anything. So yeah. Bandsaw mill is this? This is my sister's and her husband. So your sister's a woodworker and you're not. Uh, she is like a homesteader. Like they have. But your sister does more woodworking than you do. <laughs> She's already milling up lumber. Yeah, she is a woodworker. She worked the wood. I think the term is Sawyer. Yeah. It's cool. They actually already used some of that lumber to build some shelving. Very neat. So what are they doing? Wet wood shelving? Well, I was a little concerned as well. I didn't say this to him, but I'm sure he'll hear this. Um, you know, using wet lumber, it's you can kind of bet on it moving as it dries, but he left them thick. I mean, they're two by fours, like true two by fours, and it's just a shop shell, so it doesn't matter. Thick wood moves too. Two by fours move too. You ever go to Home Depot and you see them all wonky donkey? (laughs) (laughs) This is true. So let me know. Keep me updated on those shelves. Did they hold together or not? Sorry, I found that way too funny. I had to mute myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's probably like building with um, pressure treated lumber. It's all wet too when you build with it. If you put enough screws in it, it'll hold it in place. Ugh. Anyway, what uh <laughs> it's just making them angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where we need the the video for everyone. It's missing out on Keith's facial expression. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to put this video out. <laughs> the um yeah, so what do you got? Any recommendations this week? Who are you asking? Um, I guess mine would be my uh, my <laughs> my ribbon my ribbon burner help. Uh, it was Dark Star Forge on Instagram. He's uh, it's a lot of help. Uh, well, he says his name's Scott. He builds he builds uh, ribbon burner forges. So he was a good source and uh, helped me out a lot. And was you know not knowing me from a hole in the wall. He was he was very helpful. So. You don't always get that, so that was nice. How about you, Chad? 
Uh, this week, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel that I stumbled upon quite a while ago. And it was when he had a small channel, but he's been growing quite consistently. And his channel is called Cranktown City. And Cranktown is one word. And the guy builds the most ridiculous things. Like he has built himself a laser from scratch, a straight up CO2 laser. Now, he didn't just build the CNC part of that. He built a CO2 tube for that laser. Uh, just a few days ago, he built a plasma reactor, a fusion reactor to go on top of his Christmas tree. Um, he builds it all and it's all so unique and cool the way he builds it, but it's not what he builds that keeps bringing me back to his channel. It's his personality. He's got, I don't know if you describe it as like dry humor, but he's a good watch. I recommend him. If you haven't seen one of his videos, go give it a try. It's worth a subscribe. What's it again? Cranktown City. You've seen it, Keith. I sent it to you and you you thought it was pretty good. Uh, I watched that one video. I don't know if I've seen anything other than one video. All right. But yeah, I'll check it out again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to take your recommendation. I'm going to I'm going to rewatch it. That's him. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, he does have a I guess weird sense of humor, yeah. Keith, uh, do you have a recommendation for this week? I do. For our recommendation station. Inspiration station. Inspiration station. And this is somebody who's been inspiring me to make spoons. I wanted to do it for a while, and I found this account. And I dig, I dig the account. I dig the layout. It's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up the pronunciation of this account's name, but it's Kawo. It's Kawo Joannet. Is how you pronounce it. And I know I'm screwing that up. Well, you should spell it for everyone. I'll spell it real quick. But uh, it's C-A-W-O-J-O-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. Kawo Joannet. Um, she makes a ton of stuff. Uh, but mainly what she's been making lately is spoons. Carved spoons, hand-carved spoons. And she recently did a huge... I, it's amazing how big it is, but it is a a paella spoon, I think. But it's a big one. But um, her other spoons are cool. She's got a unique style to her photography, which I like. So it's a cool follow, just based on the post alone. But the way she makes her spoons, she's got like this little twist she does on it. It's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, I'm uh, inspired to make some spoons like that soon. So that is my inspiration recommendation for you kids today. <laughs> Are you going to use the saber tooth grinding bits for that, or do you have one of those? I cool am using the saber tooth. No, I I had a spoon knife. I got rid of it. Uh, I bought the spoon carver's kit from from saber tooth, so I'm going to use that. Nice. I hope you used promo code WH when you ordered that. <laughs> of course. Is there any other promo code to use for saber tooth? Not to get ten so- percent off. That spoon kit, what what burrs does that come with? Just curious. Oh, uh, you would like to know, huh? Yeah. Tony's curious because he's going to be becoming a woodworker soon for our Make What You Fear competition. He, he might want to add a little carving into his project, maybe. No, I'm just going to make your head spin when you see it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Can we incorporate something from our main skill? 
on the project. That's not a. Can we get back to what's in the spoon carvers kit? Yeah, go ahead. So they're <laughs> they're all they're all eighth inch shank, but you get a a ball nose, a flame burr, a roto saw, which is one of my favorites, and then a dovetail saw. Oh, okay. And they're all like a medium grit, fine grit. Where they? Uh they're uh they're a coarse and an extra fine. So they're, like it's the basically gr- what they're calling the, their whisper line. Two of them are the whisper lines and two of them are uh, a coarse bit. So, so you like grind the, it out with the two and then you. Like the green and, and the, the white? Yeah, green and white. Yep. Okay. Yep. Two green, two white. So the I think it's the dovetail. Hold on. Let me look it up here. The dovetail and the roto zip are coarse. And then the flame burr and the ball, no- the ball nose are the whisper. I'll have to look into those. Kind of curious. Yeah. I've never heard of a flame burr, so that's kind of... Is it just... It, it, just it looks a like a flame, like it comes to a point almost. It's like oh, that. okay. Um, so, yeah. I like them. That's the one you used at my house, Tony. Oh, that's the flame and you went. Yeah, that's my spoon carver. Oh, okay. <laughs> flame bit, and you went right into the wood. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a surprising thing with that, because my experience with things of that nature, like when they're supposedly fine they really don't do a lot of work and they did like they did seem to do a lot of work when you when we were playing around oh, oh yeah when you're using the saber tooth stuff you just it's real fine like you could get uh, the finish but, but then at the same time if you wanted to hog even with the whisper you could still do it oh yeah yeah so. like the bowl i'm working on i was using um medium grit disc and uh, it oh, was going through walnut oh, yeah, butter. Would... Even when I do stone, it they carve right through. The fine grits are going right through. I have no problem with it. So it's all about the light touch if you want to keep it smooth. But since everyone's quiet, I have another recommendation for you. If you like doing the like the carving bowls and stuff, um, uh, Four River. I think it's Four River Studio. Let me look that up before I screw it up. Hadil over there, she makes cool bowls and stuff. And uh, Hadil and Fierce, I believe her husband's name is. But she's been making bowls lately. And she just told me about uh, a sanding kit to get so I can smooth out the inside of the bowls. So I'm pretty jacked about that. So I'll shout her out here too. She helps me out with that stuff. I'm interested in that. Nice. Are are there the sanding kit? Does it have um, the sanding kit she sent me? Yeah, like what are the shapes of the sanders? Because it's always so hard to sand. I don't know what you call it, but concave or convex shapes. Yeah, I got it from Amazon. It's just um, it's a sanding disc with a. I think it's a eighth inch shaft on it. Okay, quarter. Uh, it's a quarter inch shaft, and then it's just like a sanding disc. But she sent this kit that comes with, I don't know. Uh, like 50 or 60 of every grit. Hmm. But uh, the cool thing is it comes with like a soft pad in between. Oh, yeah, that's what the you mandrel and, and the thing. So when you're doing the corner, it, it, that's like the whole sanding paper bends up. Mm-hmm. And then I can use my, uh, my die grinders and just, you know, use that to, to sand it out. Yeah, so you, you know, cool. I bought some of those soft pads for my five inch disc sander. And I was so excited because it would be good for, like you said, sanding smooth corners that you can't get with your hard pad, but it doesn't stick to the Velcro. <laughs> so frustrating. 
Oh, I haven't tried these yet because I was just carving. Um, I didn't do anything tonight because we were recording, but um, I'm almost at the I'm almost at the sanding stage. I just have to hollow out the inside a little more, and then I can start sanding. But um, I haven't seen like she doesn't post how she does it on hers. I just asked her what she was using because I know she's cranking through a lot of them. So she sent me that. Yeah, she's got a. That's a fun account. She's got some nice, beautiful work here. Which one? I gave you two. Four River. Yeah, oh, Four River's great. She's hilarious, too. Her husband and her do a lot of the woodworking. They have, like, a small woodworking business. But, uh... Um, this video works. But she runs the account, and she is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the Mandalorian helps her sand. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it the yeah. Sandalorian? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> missed <laughs> opportunity if it wasn't. Oh. oh. And enter the cheese. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Sorry, Adil. That's <laughs> what Tony used to say. What? I'll be here all week. A. <laughs> well, boys, what oh, do you say man. we take these festive activities over to the after show? Oh, it'll be festive. For the rest of us. <laughs> so... It- if you want, if you have any info for us, you can email us at workinghandspodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at workinghandspodcast. Uh, follow us there for uh, any other announcements. If you'd like to follow Chad, you can find him at Chad's Custom Creations on all your socials. Tony is at Woodland Iron on Instagram. You can find me at Blackthorn Concepts. Please rate and review the show. Share it with all of your friends. Have them listen. That's the number one thing you can do for us. Um, and then and then if you've already done that, ask them to share it with all their friends. And with that, let's go to the after show. Later. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everyone.